Good morning. This is Bakes, Kevin Baker with Bakes Takes. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, it's Saturday, January 16th, and uh, let's get right into it. Number one, Trump 2024. Woo. I, we'll talk about that. Uh, two, clean energy, wind and solar versus uranium. I prefer the latter. Uh, and three, 30-day lockdown. you got to be kidding me. Um, so, uh, first off, I'm going to tell you why I do this, um, and then I'll get into Trump 2024. The, uh, uh, my sons, Bobby and Jack, I love them dearly. They, um, uh, they're in their twenties. They, when they were in college, they would fire questions at me and I, I enjoyed it. And then this, their friends would join in and, uh, they'd be working on a project or going to a job interview. And I would take my 30 years of scars and knowledge and experience and uh, talk to him about uh, investing, money, markets, etc. And so I put it on steroids. Mike Wilson, my producer, helps me look better than I am and, and uh, sound better than I am. And uh, and I hope I add some value. So that's the, that's the premise. I'm talking to 20-year-olds, and everybody else can listen in. I'm talking to my sons, and everybody can listen in. Uh, uh, 87, I was a, a, a broker uh, at Kidder Peabody and uh, uh, was 10 feet tall and bulletproof, and then the crash happened in October, realized I didn't know what I was doing. A lot of people didn't know what they were doing, and so I uh, went to school, literally uh, uh, earned my MBA and read everything I possibly could and uh, uh, became very... Uh, what I realized is that the people that did the best in 87 were the technical analysts, not the fundamental analysts. And so I put that into my into my toolkit and I go stocks for, uh, charts first and then fundamentals different than other people. But it works for me. I hope it works for you. I've got no axe to grind. All I do is talk about what interests me and what I'm investing in. And uh, uh, you know, disclaimer, um, uh, this is an investment advice. Do your own due diligence and share your own due diligence. What I envision happening eventually is this is a conversation. Uh, maybe we have Slack groups down the road, things like that, where we're all uh, uh, talking about our ideas and everybody's Robinhood accounts and Fidelity accounts uh, benefit from being a part of the community. So I appreciate your help in advance. Okay, uh, I am the only person in the planet, I think, that plugged this into a Google search this week. Can a president run after impeachment? And the reason I did that was, uh, Mike, remember last week we talked about this? And uh, 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 the, there's a lot of reports that I don't think are getting a lot of uh, uh, coverage, really, that Trump is going to uh, start a media channel, a digital media channel that, that uh, bleeds off the Fox audience and, uh, uh, you know, frankly, caters to the misfit morons that take on the, uh, the Capitol and, uh, and then run again in 2024. And, as, you know, Mike finished up the, the episode and I go, okay, a second impeachment. You can't, you know, run after a second impeachment. Yes, you can. And I hate saying that, but uh, uh, it, this is, I'm no uh, uh, constitutional scholar and I don't play one on TV, but here's the bottom line. Even after a second impeachment, which is unprecedented, uh, the, the Senate needs a two-thirds majority to, to uh, uh, ban him from running again in 2024. So, are the votes there? I have no idea how that works, but uh, Trump is not going away, I don't think. 
Now, there's been some talk that he's going to resign early and uh, avoid the risk of conviction because the Senate hasn't hasn't uh, uh, gone through with this yet. So there's a lot of moving parts. But you want to talk about a uh, an investing theme that is not uh, uh, mainstream. This is it, in my opinion. Now, my big caveat is that that stocks drive politics, not politics driving stocks. And so most of the time, if the stock market's up, we keep the incumbent in. Uh, otherwise, we uh, uh, we throw the guy out. That didn't work this time, but it was a lot closer than people thought. But don't let politics drive your, your, your investment thoughts. So uh, here's my take. Uh, the, the themes and groups that we've been talking about are completely divorced. Ah, I should say, are, are are largely divorced from from politics. Bitcoin is going north. Uranium, cannabis, gaming and esports, copper, agriculture, and silver. That is a very unorthodox portfolio. I understand that. I also know that it works, and uh, that is what I'm continuing to monitor and in, invest in. And so, I, I welcome your comments and uh, and criticisms. Uh, Fan mail. Uh, oh, can we play Murph's voice memo? Mr. Bakes, how's it going? I have a question for you, or I guess more kind of a general topic of discussion about the clean energy space. I know you're a big fan of uranium, but I was wondering if you could elaborate on your outlook and opinion of the broader space. I know BlackRock's ICLN is a popular clean energy ETF and holds a lot of the big players, but was wondering more broadly, I guess, how you're viewing things. As always, thanks for the great content. Um... So, uh, Murph, thank you. I've been asking this forever. I really appreciate folks taking their voice memo app, recording a a question, and we'll play it live here. Hearing your voice just brings a smile to my face. Murph, I miss you. When we get together after this madness, the beers are on me. Um, And he asked about about clean energy generally and uh, the iShares Clean Energy ETF, I-C-L-N. And it took me back a little bit because I, I did something reflexively, and then I'm, I'm going to share me, with you my process of how I tackle things like this, and I hope it adds some value. What do I do? First thing I do is I pull up the chart, and it just gives me a lot of information in, in, in seconds. So here's the ICLN chart. It's obviously a very, very bullish chart. Uh, the volume is going up on the update. I know I talk about that all the time. The down days show uh, the volume receding, and uh, it is a moonshot. It's gone from uh, you know the teens to 32 over the course of the year, and um, uh, over the course of, of, of last year. And it looks very, very bullish. It looks extended, and I'll go into that. So what's the next thing I do? I go to the the iShares website. And this is in the, um, uh, uh, on, the, on the visual. So if you're listening to this, I really encourage you to go to the YouTube channel. I'd love to have you subscribe. But uh, all of these ETFs have fact sheets. And it's a one-pager. They're very informative. And it just kind of gives you a snapshot of what's going on. So I click on fact sheet. And the main thing I look for is the top 10 holdings, which you see here on the right. And then pull up those charts. So here's Sunrun, which is the number one holding. This is a moonshot. But to me, the buy point, Murph, was at 20. Now it's gone vertical to 84, a a four-bagger. Phenomenal. 
but uh, that's from June. So in seven months, four times the money. Uh, uh, I'm sure there's some of the Biden win in here as well. That you know the clean energy, the the uh, ESG, environmental, uh, societal, governmental trend is here. Uh, oil's perked up, so so there's a little bit more incentive to to uh, look at things like uh, uh, solar panels and what have you. But uh, I wouldn't buy it here. Is my bottom line. This looks extended. And uh, I would hold off for now. And since this is about nine percent of the e- underlying ETF, uh, I would I would hold off for now. This is in my list of seventeen hundred plus charts. I look at it, look at it all the time. I could change my mind, but I want this to build a base and take some time to before I get excited about it again. The next one is Plug Power. I picked this one because this is a Jim Cramer favorite on CNBC. And uh, and this has been even more of a moonshot from June. And by the way, that's when these things really started to move. Uh, the buy point was at four, in my opinion, where you see that first breakout into new highs on big volume. And here we are at 60. So big, big moves. Now, this has been around for 20 years. It also is what this has done. And I really encourage you to go look at the, at the chart. Uh, it's gone into resistance that's back in 2003 and 2004. So that's probably going to be a point where it's going to have a hard time making a lot of progress from here. So this is another one that I think could go higher. It looks stretched to me, and I want to see it consolidate, build a base, and, uh, and, and then uh, uh, you know maybe march north. So thanks for highlighting it. I'm going to keep it on the, on the radar screen, and we'll talk about it uh, some more. The other uh, part of this that, that I recommend that you adopt into your methodology is uh, go to Google Alerts, like I did, and plug in clean energy. So now, every morning in my email box, I get something about clean energy. Now, there's a lot of chaff, but there's also some wheat. And any topic that you're interested in, certainly any investment or individual stock you're interested in, plug it into Google Alerts, and then watch the the uh, the geniuses at Google search the the uh, the web for everything about this that either fortifies or weakens any thesis you have on um, on a group or a stock. Uh, Murph, you also asked about technical analysis books and. Uh, uh, I, you know, I applaud your your uh, your efforts here. I know you're more fundamentally driven, and I think you need both. I really do. I just think that the technical analysis, at a minimum, helps with timing. Just that timing alone. But I also think it, it prioritizes where you should be looking for for uh, for different themes and different stocks. So the first one is Bill O'Neill, How to Make Money in Stocks. I've talked about it before. He uh, May he rest in peace. He was a very talented money manager. He gets some disparaging comments about being a momentum investor. Okay, so be it. But it, it worked for him. He uh, uh, started Investor's Business Daily that competes with the Wall Street Journal and still does. And uh, uh, the firm... Uh, produces MarketSmith, which is the the chart service that I use and recommend. So uh, I would start with that book. Then the next one, uh, uh, How to Make Money Selling Stocks Short. I've talked about this in the past. This is the basis of my sell discipline. 
and because uh, I, I, I think it's it's a it's appropriate, and I, it just works for me. We've talked about it in the past. I'll talk about it in the future. If you have individual uh, uh, ideas that you want to get my take on, uh, I'll, I'll I'll do that as well. But I think selling stocks is tougher. It's given uh, uh, less attention, and I think this book will will really help you, especially right now where, let's face it, it's been a 10-year bull market. Uh, the, the Fed has printed money like crazy. We all have stocks that, have, that have, have gone north, and I don't want you to give the money back. And I think that I can be helpful, and I think this book can be helpful in uh, how to methodically exit stocks in a very uh, uh, precise way. There we go. Uh, next one is Martin Pring, Technical Analysis Explained. This brought a smile to my face. Uh, this was a Christmas present for my uh, wife years and years ago, pre-Amazon. And um, uh, I, I, I think I have three of the copies that were sold. The other two were his mom. I'm kidding. Martin's a great guy. I talk to him every now and then via, via LinkedIn. Um, but this was tough to find and, uh, and, and uh, not widely known. But it is very th- a little dry, but it is very thorough, very thorough. So if you want to get into to technical analysis, this is is a, a phenomenal way to go. And then my last one is Stan Weinstein, another great guy. Met him a couple times. Secrets for profiting in bull and bear markets. Uh, in the show notes, the the Amazon link is there. So you know I'm, I'm really trying to make this efficient for everybody. Those are great ways, Murph, to dig into technical analysis. So my take. Uh, clean energy and specifically ICLN, uh, the iShares Clean Energy ETF is extended well above uh, the buy point. I'm going to watch the base build and I still prefer uranium because these ETFs are focused on solar and wind. You don't have anything that can come out of the ground. Uranium is reversing 10 years of 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 uh, supply con- uh, contracting and demand quietly picking up, and I think the next ten years are going to be phenomenal for uranium prices and for the companies that mine them. That money is going to be flowing down to the bottom line, and the multiples are going to expand dramatically. So I like URNM, the North Shore Uranium uh, ETF, and my books are, are from Mr. Uh, from Bill O'Neill, uh, Martin Pring, and Stan Weinstein. Dig into them. And uh, Murph, if you have further questions or comments, please let me know. Thank you for, uh, for, for sending the, the voicemail. All right, podcast of the week, the Pomp Podcast. Uh, Anthony Pompliano, I'm pretty sure that's his first name. He goes by Pomp, like I go by Bakes. Uh, he is uh, all crypto all the time, uh, very uh, astute. I recommend his newsletter too. He had Rick Edelman on. Rick Edelman is a uh, one of the most influential wealth advisors, uh, uh, investment advisors that's out there. Uh, and he's very early on Bitcoin. Uh, started out in 2013. And uh, the reason I bring this to your attention is that so many of my listeners are, are younger in wealth management, you know, training programs or brokers that already. And I think if you're a young wealth manager, you should be all over crypto. Uh, I think that the older, uh, uh, the old guard will be slow to adopt it. 
your check with your compliance departments because they you know may look askance at crypto but i think you should know about it because your clients are going to ask you about it if they're wealthy they're going to say how do i preserve my wealth as dollars are being printed and bitcoin is a great alternative so i would i would encourage you to uh, listen to the podcast and check out rick edelman's course that he offers to certify um, uh, advisors about uh, knowing crypto, Jack, you especially. Uh, the next one is Investors Business Daily. And this talked about uh, starting the year at zero. And I really kind of like that. Uh, you know, no one cares about what you did last year. Certainly in the, in the professional ranks, you're only as, you know, only as good as, as your, your, your you know, last two years. Uh, but I like the idea of starting the year at zero and trying to make money every single year and avoid big losses and uh, we're off to a great start this year i just like the mindset and i want you to adopt it and i think the podcast gives gives a lot of great uh, information about that so my take uh bitcoin is going to be key to wealth management going forward i think you should be expert in it and i think you should start the year at zero uh next reporters of the week scott wapner cnbc uh here's the link to the uh, to the uh, uh, youtube channel there uh, Jeff Gunlack was on, very astute bond manager, and I haven't heard this from anybody. He is a model that suggests that CPI is going to be near 3% in May, June. Now, that is uh, versus 1.4 right now, and it feeds into these themes that we're talking about, commodities going up, and I think bond prices going down. And I think a 3% number will surprise people, and I think at a minimum, it certainly hurts bonds, but it can't be a positive for stocks. So watch out for great earnings news being mitigated by bad CPI and interest rate news compressing multiples. And um, it, it, it's going to seem paradoxical that things are getting better, vaccines, etc., but stocks might be doing might not be doing that much better as well. I'm not entirely convinced of that right now but i want you seeing these things that i'm seeing that are off the first page of the wall street journal so that when they show up you're ready for them next brian belsky um uh, he is the chief strategist at uh, bmo bank of montreal i believe um and it was great catching up with him i haven't talked to him in years saw him on tv on the cnbc and uh, we're, we're getting reacquainted, which is really great. He's a fabulous guy. And I'd love to have him on the show at some point, Mike. Um, but at three minutes or so in this, he, he offhandedly says, well, we could have a 30-day lockdown. And I go, what? Uh, and and uh, 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 the interviewer uh, said what? And he puts together a pretty compelling case that uh, in Biden's first 100 days, he could use this 30-day lockdown to crush COVID finally and put a stake in the ground and a stake in COVID's heart and, you know, maybe cement his political legacy. Those are my words, not his, but uh, I, it is not impossible. I don't think the, the, the cases and the hospitalizations and the deaths look that bad to warrant that, but if that, if, if they worsen, it could be a reason to do that and uh, just just be, be braced. And I said, okay, well, that's just Belsky being Belsky. 
And then on the the next link is the the Farcast, uh, Michael Farr's podcast out of Washington D.C. And his guest Jim Urio at three minutes said the same thing. Uh, so it was literally in, in in two days I heard it from two very bright people that are immersed in this stuff talking about a thirty day lockdown. So uh, here's my take: uh, I really want them to be wrong, but keep your ears uh, perked for talk of a 30-day lockdown. I don't think the market would like that at all. Um, next t- uh, next charts and tweets of the week. Here's Tom McClellan, very bright guy. I'd recommend you add him to, to your feed as well. Uh, corn futures up 25% at the end of December, year over year. The home price index from, from Cash Schiller is up 7%. But yeah, sure, CPI up 1.4 is totally believable. And we've been talking about this for a long time. Uh, uh, oil's up, uranium's up, uh, gold and silver are up, copper's up. And I don't know what's in the CPI, but but I don't buy it because everything I buy is going up uh, uh, around the, the world. Uh, Brian Sullivan chimes in from CNBC and talks about LNG shipping rates hitting records too. No inflation here. There is inflation here. And uh, so keep an eye out for this. You've got very bright people, Gunlock to Sullivan, talking about inflation coming back, and and I think that means bonds go down. And then the question mark is, how much can the stock market take of interest rates going up? And I, I just want you braced for that. I'm, I'm watching it like a hawk, so I'll keep you posted. Next is Tim Rotolo, posted on LinkedIn. He is uh, the CEO of, uh, of URNM, the uh, North Shore Uranium ETF that I talk about. It seems like ad nauseum, but it's working really, really well, up 50% plus. Uh, and he passed along something from a, uh, uh, a Chinese uh, fellow. I don't have his last name here, uh, but a mining company exec. And uh, I hadn't heard of this before. But uh, the the 14th five-year plan of China is coming out soon. And this uh, mining exec is talking about the number of reactors, nuclear reactors, going up markedly in China and their stance of reaching carbon neutrality in 2060. So uh, that's, uh, uh, you know, a huge force of... of potential uranium demand coming up over the next five years that I see as virtually unstoppable. I mean, uh, every time we turn around, the uranium story gets better and better and better. So if you find things that are bearish in your search, I want to hear those too. But this is what I'm coming up with. So I like URNM a lot, and I'm holding it, and you do with it what you will. Um, Carl Quintanilla posted on LinkedIn, uh, uh, peak COVID is behind us. This is from uh, Pantheon Macro's uh, Ian Shepardson. And the chart, that's what it looks like. You know, it looks like it's rolling over. Uh, He's apparently had some premature calls in the past. So take it with the grain of salt that is is warranted. But uh, it looks like uh, cases and hospitalizations are rolling over. And, uh, you know, I, w- I want that to be right. but uh, So here's hoping that you know, the days of, of, of wearing masks are, are coming to an end, I, I hope. This is a great visual summary, in my opinion, from uh, Bill Delwich. 
and it's uh, a continuum. And I recommend, obviously, you go to the, the visual of this. But he, he looks at six different components of the market and kind of says where we are. And um, uh, financial liquidity, uh, you, you know, it's bullish. You just can't, you can't argue with it. It is, it is uh, uh, the Fed is printing money, buying bonds, and money is sloshing around at, at 1%, uh, you know, uh, interest rates and, and going into stocks. So that's positive. Economic fundamentals, eh, and I kind of agree with this. Middle of the road, uh, you know, what would happen if the Fed wasn't buying bonds the way they are? I think uh, it, it's going to be uh, tough sledding economically as we go forward. Valuations are high, period, end of discussion. Uh, that's bearish. Sentiment is bearish. People are frothy. Uh, uh, people are, are, you know, bidding Tesla to the moon. The SPACs are flying. IPOs are flying dramatically. There's a lot of uh, uh, animal spirits around. The um, uh, market trends and momentum, that's bullish. I agree with that. Seasonally, it's a good part of the time of the year. Breath is picking up. Uh, you know, it's not just the fang stocks now. It's, uh, you know, Caterpillar and Deer and, and, and the autos. And, and it, it is broadening. So um, I, I think as long as interest rates stay low, everything's fine. If interest rates perk up, we have to be more nimble. And I hope I help you be more, more nimble. Uh, Michael Saylor uh, posted this on LinkedIn, and he is the CEO of MicroStrategy. MicroStrategy, as we've talked about in prior episodes, uh, has invested half, and uh, maybe not half, but a half a billion dollars of the company's balance sheet, the treasury, uh, out of cash and dollars and into Bitcoin. And the stock loves it, obviously, because Bitcoin's been screaming. But um, on February 3rd and 4th, he's teaching a class to other CFOs and CEOs that have uh, corporations about investing some percentage of their balance sheet into Bitcoin. And, uh, you know, this is becoming more mainstream in a very short period of time. And so look for other, certainly public companies, talking about we've invested X in Bitcoin. And I just think that the it provides support, certainly on any uh, major down days, you're going to see those those uh, news items perking up. So obviously, uh, we've invested in the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust (GBTC), and um, I think it's going to be uh, successful for a long time. So uh, Bitcoin and cash on the balance sheet is going to become a news item down the road, and I think fodder for a lot of questions on conference calls as we go forward. Newsletters of the week. Uh, the uh, the Bear Traps Report, this is Larry McDonald, and a very quick read, but uh, we're at the start of a commodity cycle, I agree, and uh, I think you should look at this, and I think commodities are going north, and he puts out a very compelling case that it's continuing for a long, long time, and I obviously uh, agree. Uh, please also subscribe to my Bakes Takes YouTube channel. The audio is the same, but the charts that I reference are on the screen. Follow us on Twitter, at Bakes Takes underscore, and other social media. Please, please be Murph and uh, use your voice memo app. Uh, tape your questions and email to bakes at bakestakespodcast.com or write if you'd prefer. I'll keep you anonymous if you'd like. Thank you for listening. Mike Wilson is my producer. Thank you very much, as always. Have a great week. This is Bakes. Uh, two things, uh, and this is for Bobby and Jack. 
Uh, Travis Tritt's great day to be alive. Uh, it is, with all the crazy news, it is still a great day to be alive. It's a great song. It'll lift your spirits. And I'm picturing my, uh, my two boys, you know, six and four in the back seat screaming at the top of their lungs. And it brings a smile to my face, and I hope it does you as too. And much need of levity, the uh, Je- Jesselnik Rosenthal Vanity Project, JRVP. It is about the funniest podcast out there. Anthony Jesselnik is a phenomenal stand-up comedian. I recommend it highly, and I hope uh, it gives you a chuckle. So see you soon, folks. Thanks a lot. Bye now. <laughs>